Hello and welcome to Empower to Empower Others Radio Show. This is your host, Valerie Morell, and I'm excited that you're with me today. We're going to share with you a word of encouragement, a word of empowerment, a word to motivate you to live your best life now. We want you to live life purposely. So get ready, get ready, get ready to receive all that we have for you today on Empower to Empower Others. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Valerie Burrell saying welcome to Empower to Empower Others. I pray that you have had a tremendous weekend and are preparing for an amazing new week with new opportunity. Our topic for tonight is changing the changeable. Changing the changeable. A lot of people might say, oh, well, I don't need to listen to that because I don't need to change anything. Wrong, wrong answer. I'm sure there's something in each of our lives that we need to change. And so tonight we're just going to take a quick look at some scripture. And I'm just going to share as the Spirit of God leads, huh, as we talk about changing the changeable. The first scripture I want to read comes from Romans chapter 7 verses 14 through 25, and I'm going to read this to you from the message, and it reads this way. I can anticipate the response that is coming. I know that all God's commands are spiritual, but I'm not. Isn't this also your experience? Yes, I'm full of myself after all. I've spent a lot of time in sin's prison. What I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way but then I act another, doing things I absolutely despise. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's command is necessary. But I need something more. For if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do, is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, Uh, 
thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but am pulled by the influences of sin to do something totally different. Lord have mercy. Changing the changeable. Now, this account may not speak to you in the state that you're in right now, but I can imagine that all of us at one point in time may have felt the same way. Where God, I'm trying to do everything I can to do what's right. And every time I try to do what's right, something pops up and often gets the best of me, and I don't do it. Back to verses 21 and 23, it said, it happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. In order for us to change the changeable listeners, there's some things that we have to do. First and foremost, we have to recognize the truth about ourselves. And often in order to recognize truth, we have to recognize the error that we've been taught. We have to recognize the error that we've been taught because many of us are in places, places, mindsets, where we have held on to things that are contrary to what it is that God would want for us. In Galatians 1, verses 13 through 24, and this is from the NIV, it reads this way. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of the people my own age and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my father. But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. See, the Spirit of God has been speaking to some of you all. You've been having a consult with him. Yeah. He's been talking to you. Sometimes you want to avoid what he's saying. And then sometimes you're in a position where you're humbled before him and you're willing to hear. He's trying to give you insight and instruction about turning from the way that you used to be and becoming so, so caught up in him and what he desires for you that you get it. You have to recognize truth. What things did you learn early in your journey that now you recognize weren't true? What things did you pick up in religion that now that you're getting deeper and better understanding, you know it wasn't true? How many times have people given you, uh, given you words giving you their opinions, giving you their thoughts, people that you thought had your best interests at heart that would be giving you truth, 
only gave you their intent for your life. And now, because you're in a space and place where you're ready to do whatever it takes to be what God wants, you're willing to change the changeable things, the first thing you've got to do is recognize the truth. Some people say, well, what does that truth entail? That truth could entail that the changes you need to make are in who you fellowship with. And I'm not talking about a church. I'm talking about who you fellowship with, those that you call your inner circle, those that you call your BFFs. Maybe you have to change your attitude. Maybe you need to be operating with the mind of Christ and not your own mind. Maybe you have to change your activities. No longer can you do the things that are pleasing unto you, but you have to acknowledge that God has some things that he wants to do for you and through you. For you and through you. And you have to be willing to subject to that. Maybe you've got to change your direction. Yeah. I can remember someone shared with me, oh, well, you know, I can't do that anymore. I've changed. I'm going in a different direction. And I was like, well, okay, a different direction. I pray that's not it because I know where I'm going. I'm going upward. I'm moving forward in, in the purpose. And if you're going in a different direction, then we're not going to see each other in glory. I'm just saying. Maybe there's some changes you make, need to make in your life where you may need to change your direction. You may need to change your affirmation. You need to change your confession to start speaking what it is the Spirit of God says to you. And along with recognizing the truth, then you have to accept the truth. You were like, what? Wait a minute, what? Yeah, accept the truth. And you might say, well, how do I know when I've accepted the truth? You'll know when you've accepted the truth when your life begins to mirror God. Because we're made in his image. No, we're not perfect. But we're striving daily. Yes, there are flaws in us. But we're striving daily to be more like Christ to be a reflection of who he is in the earth so that men and women may see him glorified through us. He lets us know in the word, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And no one can come to the Father except by Jesus. So we've got to begin to accept the truth about our relationship with Christ. Grateful. For God, our Heavenly Father, grateful for the gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. We've got to begin to accept the truth and access what it is that God has given us so that we're able to fulfill his assignment in the earth. Let me pause and thank our callers who are on the line on tonight. I do have several callers. If at any time you have a question or a comment, Certainly press one, and I'll bring you live. Change the changeable. For me, I had to change my mindset, y'all. 
I've not always lived by the law of the word. I lived according to that law that didn't require major adjustments in my life. Yeah, I did. Mm. That's what I did. I held fast to those things. I, I, I would recite those scriptures that seemed like the win-win, but I didn't read what was before it, and I didn't read what was after it. I didn't read if it was going to be some accountability with it. I just made the claim. I had to change my thoughts about my relationship with God because I was religious and had no relationship. I was lost in the place where I should have been found. I was blind in a place where I should have been able to see. I was deaf in a place where I should have been able to hear. I had to make some changes. Another thing I had to do was I had to forsake my own righteousness. Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, and the message reads this way. The very credentials these people are waving around as something special, I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash, along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master, firsthand everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dung. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I didn't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. I had to change, y'all. I had to forsake my own righteousness because there were times when I was trying to take credit for something I really couldn't take credit for. I had to change the changeable. The word of God lets us know, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I had to change my mind and recognize truth and then accept truth so that I was able to live a righteous life, to live a free life, to live the life that was purposed by God. And the way that I became free was by embracing a relationship and accepting truth. That I, I got a new formula, a new equation for freedom in changing the changeable relationship plus acceptance of truth equals freedom. And the word of God lets us know that who the son sets free is free indeed. And we've been made free. 
When Christ went to Calvary's cross and he gave his life, he did that so that we would be free. So that we would be able to live a life and a life abundant in him. But even that, many people take what Jesus did for granted. And again, they'll talk about, we thank you, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, we thank you for what you've done. But then they don't live a life that would honor him. They don't live a life that would glorify God. We want to be free. We want to change the changeable. So let me just share with you a few things that I had to do. I had to forget my past. I had to forget the past. I had to forget all the missteps. I had to forget all the wrong choices. I had to forget all the lies that I had allowed to limit me. I had to renew my mind and move forward. Now, was moving forward easy? Is it always easy? Is it ever easy? Sometimes not. I had to overcome obstacles that I had put in place. I had to overcome barriers that I let other people erect. Hmm. I had to get clarity about who I am and what God wants from me to move forward. Because God gave me purpose. The same way he's given each and every one of you who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to you right now, you have purpose. God had an original intent for your life before he even placed you in your mother's womb. And he wants you to accomplish your goals. He wants you to accomplish your goals. And for somebody right now, you're thinking about it. I know my goals. I know what I need to do. And I've been hesitant. I know what I need to do. But maybe I'm not with the right circle. Maybe maybe my attitude's not right. Maybe I've been doing some wrong things. Maybe I've been moving in directions that other people wanted me to move in. Yeah, Val, maybe it, it is time for change. Maybe it is time for change. And I want to echo again. It is. And you have the ability to change the changeable. But it's got to be something that you want. Can't be anything that someone else makes you do. You have to know it. You have to know it. You have to want it. You have to go after it. You have to surrender your will. I, I said to our class earlier today, when I posed the question, who are you? We came from Acts nineteen fifteen. When that scripture read, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Who, who are you? In order for you to know who you are and operate in the power that's been given to you, the authority that's been given to you, 
my brothers and sisters, there may be some things that need to be changed. We've got to get it together. We've got to do his will. And we can't be conformed to this world, but we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We can't trust in ourselves. We can't. We have to trust in Christ. We have to have faith. Even consider imitating the faith of Abraham. And we've got to be patient, even in times of trouble, knowing that God will see us through. Changing the changeable might mean that you have to DSO it. And you say, what's DSO? Die to your will. Submit to the will of the Father and obey what he says. To change the changeable, you're going to have to walk according to what the Spirit says in every moment. Be willing to praise God. Be willing to proclaim his name. (laughs) Yes. That's how we're going to get it done, y'all. That's how we're going to change the changeable. We recognize that there are many systems in this world, many systems that some of us are, are governed by, honestly. But even with that, begin to embrace the truth about the kingdom of God, kingdom principle, kingdom models, kingdom rules, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and positioning yourself so that all things will be added unto you, changing the changeable. Again, I say to my listening audience that have called in, If there's a question or a comment, certainly press one and I'll bring you live. I'm just grateful to God tonight. I'm grateful for mine to do that, yeah, I once was consumed with a life of sin. Ah, But one day, ah, one day, I got it together. I submitted to the will of the Father. I gave him my all. I posed the question, have you given the mastery of your life to God? That's a great way to change the changeable. I gave the mastery of my life to the Father. And he gifted me with the precious Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of me, that guides me in all truth. And when I activate that gift, it will lead me in truth. It will reveal to me those things that I need to change in order to be what God desires for my life. So I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters who are listening, Take a look at your life. Take a look at who you're around, where you're going, what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're thinking. 
take a look at where you are and identify if there are areas that may need change. Good evening, Prophet. God bless you. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you so much for sharing this message um, with regard to change. Um, I'm sitting and preparing to do a homework assignment, and um, one of the uh, readings is from a philosopher who um, was speaking the fact that God is dead um, and how man has so drastically changed the world from its original state of creation uh, with science and technology. And as you were speaking, it really just stuck out to me how quickly we will change um, for something earthly that we think will offer us a benefit or a way to get ahead. But when it comes to changing um, our thinking as it applies to our relationship with God, we're a bit more hesitant to do it. So for uh, this message, because it was definitely enlightening as I was um, reading through my, my, my lesson this week. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Changing the changeable. Just like she said, there are many things that will change in the earth realm. We'll change a house. We'll change a car. We'll change a bag. We'll change a a spouse. We'll change a whole lot of things. But will you change your behavior? Will you change your mind? Will you change your conversation? Will you throw away those earthly things? I'm going to go back to Philippians 3, 8, and 9 really quick. The very credentials these people were waving around as something special, I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash, along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master, firsthand everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dung. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I didn't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes with keeping a list of rules when I could get a robust kind that comes from trusting God. God's righteousness. I encourage you today, come on, dump all that other stuff. Stuff that you were taking taking credit for, those things that are insignificant. And be willing to embrace the robust kind of love, power, authority, and treasures that come from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. Today, I want you to consider changing the changeable, not because I suggested it, because that's what the Holy Spirit suggests for each of you who has an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Thank you so much for joining us today for Empower to Empower Others. We certainly hope that that message
empowered you to live your best life. We look forward to you joining us again for our next episode of Empower to Empower Others. Love and blessings to each of you.